Welcome to the podcast of C3 Church with today's message. Happy Mother's Day. So I want you guys to tell me, why don't you repeat something after me? I'll always love my mama because she's my favorite girl. I'll always love my mama. Because she brought me in this world. Because she brought me in this world. Now, y'all old folks know where that came from, right? Huh? Yeah, she can tell you. But do you know where, you know where that came from, right? Okay, where'd it come from? That's right. I'll always love my mama. She's my favorite girl. Okay, yeah, I can do that in church. It's okay. Yes, you can. I can. You know, that song was prophetic. Because <laughs> she could take you out too. <laughs> and some have done it before we were even born, sad to say. So um, I stand before you this morning and I hope uh, I'm bringing some words of encouragement to you today. I had a different message, it wasn't real encouraging. <laughs> so uh, I started listening to one of my other favorite pastors. And, you know, he uh, kind of helped me believe that I need to do something a little more encouraging on Mother's Day. And that other favorite pastor outside of my husband is Pastor Jensen Franklin. Yes. He's the only pastor I listen to other than my husband. So if you guys are aware of him, um, I, I highly encourage you to listen to him because he's still sound in the word and he is truly a man of God. Yep. But, you know, he was preaching, and I got to believe it was last Mother's Day, and he was talking about honoring your mothers. And I usually don't bring a Mother's Day message on Mother's Day. But today I felt it was very apropos to do so. So I'm going to be talking about something that ties Mother's Day into God's grace and mercy. See, because that was my original message. And my title, if I were to have one, is When You Understand Grace and Mercy, Honoring Your Mother Should Come Easy. You hear that? When you understand God's grace and mercy, honoring your mother should come easy. See, I wanted to talk about mothers, and I wanted to share a message about God and mothers and how gracious God is and how gracious mothers are. And I realized, at first I thought I, I couldn't do both, but I realized I could actually tie it all together. Because mothers encapsulate a lot of God's grace and mercy in the way they raise us. You know, because mothers have to be very merciful and gracious, right? But to really understand how gracious and how merciful I got to take you back a ways. I got I to give you some understanding on what true grace and mercy is all about. So before I do that, we're going to pray. Ah, you thought I forgot, didn't you? <laughs> and, uh, and then we're going to get started. Amen? Because I need God's grace and mercy this morning. <laughs> so Father God, I just thank you for allowing me to stand once again in front of your people. God, I know I'm not worthy but with you, I can do all things. I thank you this morning, Lord, and I ask that the words that I have to say will encourage the mothers today. 
And if you're a father and you've had to act as a mother, then I pray it encourages you. But Lord, I also pray that it gives those who are, who have a mother, the impetus to honor them and treat them in the way that you deserve us to be treated. God, I thank you. I just ask that you will just allow your anointing to flow and that my words will wax clean and clear in the ears of the people. I praise you, Lord, with all my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And before I move on, I also want to give honor to, she was my stepmother, but I never called her my stepmother, um, Gladys Jordan. And she never got a chance to see me do this. She died before I really ever got a chance to get into the pulpit, but she was a very wonderful woman in my life. Now, I still have my mother, and thank God she's had an opportunity to see me minister, and she's very active in our lives, but I do want to give honor to my other mother because she was very special. So, um, Mom, I hope you hear, and I hope you see, and I hope you're pleased. So what is grace? It's God's unmerited favor. It's what he gives us when we don't deserve it. Now, we've all heard that before, right? Grace is free, but it's not cheap. It's a gift from our Heavenly Father given through his Son, Jesus Christ. And it refers to enabling power and spiritual healing offered through mercy and the love of Jesus Christ. Now, you know, mothers give us their love for free. And they give us their grace for free. So you can see the correlation between the two. The mothers give us the gift of everything they have for us. They give us the gift of life. They give us the gift of protecting us and sheltering us over the years. They give us the gift of their everlasting, unending, unconditional love. Just like God. They also give us their healing power. When you get a headache, when you're a little child, or a stomach ache, or something like that, who's the first person you run to? Mama. Mama. My daughter still runs to me today. And she knows more about healing than I do. <laughs> but she still comes to Mama. See, Mama is such a big role to play in the lives of our children. And if you understand that and you understand how God loves us, then you should understand how you need to love your mothers. Amen. But you also need to understand what is mercy. And see, mercy is what we do deserve that God doesn't give us. You guys understand that? So when you are doing all the things that you know you shouldn't be doing, when you cursing, when you fornicating, when you committing adultery, when you're uh, stealing, when you're whatever it is, backstabbing, whatever it is that you're doing, you deserve to be chastised. But God's mercy steps in. And a lot of times we don't receive the chastisement that we should receive because of God's mercy. Mm -hmm. So when you were a little child, think back. <laughs> 
And you know you did something that you really weren't supposed to be doing. There's a whole lot of y'all could think back, right, and find something in your life that you know you shouldn't have been doing. And you knew mama was going to wear you out. But one of those times, mama didn't do it. See, what she do? What was she being? She was giving you what? Mercy. Mercy. You guys got to talk to me this morning because uh, I don't have a lot to say. And if you don't talk to me, I'm going to be done in 10 minutes. But that might be what you want. I don't know. <laughs> you see, mercy is compassionate. It's forgiving. It's being lenient when you didn't deserve it, right? Sometimes we have some of these crooks and, and folks that do stuff they know they're out there doing, and they end up, because of the justice system, for whatever reason, whatever happens, mercy steps in, and they're still out walking on the streets. Amen? So, so God is merciful, and he, he extended that mercy onto mothers. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you ought to be happy. God's mercy is bigger than any mistake you can ever make. Yeah. Amen. Now, y'all ought to say, now, say, somebody ought to be happy about that. God's mercy is bigger yeah. than any mistake. I don't care what it is, how big or how small. See, his mercy is can overrule any mistake that you've ever made in life. See, somebody ought to be happy about that because I know some of the mistakes I've made and I know if it hadn't been for his grace and his mercy, I wouldn't be here today. See, I've done some stuff, y'all, that God's grace and mercy covered me on and I've done some stuff that I know mama's grace and mercy covered me on. <laughs> I can tell you some things, you know, uh, 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 should I? <laughs> My mama might be watching this. <laughs> I don't know. Because she's probably going to watch it. Okay, mama, forgive me. But there was a time when I was a teenager, you know, I was testing the waters and doing some things I didn't have any business doing. And, um, Y'all, and I mean, I, my daughter knows all this, so I, and she might not know this specific story, but I, I kind of wanted to test, you know, like little drug things. And back in my day, there was this thing called a, uh, mm, I don't forgot the name of it, but it was a downer. And I um, went to a party. I told my mom I was going to a party. And I did, but I didn't stay long, and I took this, it was a barbiturate, that's what it was called, okay? It was just a downer, right? Back there, these big old fat pills. Now, anyway, so I decided I was going to test it out. And I don't know what happened, but I ended up walking home <laughs> at nighttime from the party. Thank God I lived in a small town, and back then, that, it's not a really good place to be today, but back then, it was pretty safe, and you, know, you didn't have to worry a whole lot about getting picked up or, or beat up or, or something like that. Um, um, but if they had gotten me, they could have done whatever they wanted because <laughs> I was in no shape. And I'm kind of walking down the street. You know what a barbiturate does, right? It makes you feel good and loose and, you know, you just don't have a whole lot of uh, uh, inhibitions. <laughs> and um, up rolls my mama. 
Yeah. And she said, uh, well, where are you going? I said, I'm going home. <laughs> she said, need a ride? I said, um, yeah. So uh, let me show you how much grace and mercy she gave me. She didn't even ask me what was wrong. But I knew she knew. Yeah, yeah. Right? See, that's what I'm talking about with mamas. Sometimes they might beat you. And then sometimes they might give you a pass. Yeah. Praise the Lord for the pass. Yeah. Hallelujah. So y'all need to honor mama for that. <laughs> and there's a whole lot more stories I could tell you, but I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> See, God can use your mistakes to grow you. And mothers can take your mistakes to teach you. See, I made a lot of mistakes, but I stand before you today because my mother was a strong woman of God and she taught me through my mistakes. You know, remember the parable of the Good Samaritan? See, when everybody else passed that person by, people that you thought were supposed to have the goodness in them, the the Christ-likeness in them, to help this person. Everybody else passed the good Samaritan, the the person by, and then all of a sudden here comes this good Samaritan who really wasn't supposed to be somebody that would like a person like the man that was laying by the side of the road, right? They weren't supposed to be buddy-buddy. They weren't supposed to even be friends. Matter of fact, they weren't even supposed to like each other. But you know what he did? He extended Mercy to that man. See, this is, this is what happens when God is involved in your life. Mothers, fathers, it doesn't matter. When God is involved, see, mercy becomes a part of you because you are like Christ. And he, he helped this man in his circumstances. He took him somewhere, bought him something to eat, gave him shelter, even left money and said, look, if he's got a bill, when I come back, I'll pay it. Yeah. See, that's God. See, that's what, and then so think about this in in your life. So you get your mom, you know, you come into the world, and your mother then provides protection for you. She spends all she's got to help you. I can remember my mother being a single parent, and I'll tell you what, she went without clothes sometimes, she went without shoes sometimes, she went without food sometimes to make sure that me and my sister had what we needed. See, that's no different than the Good Samaritan. She gave what she had out of her sacrifice so that we could have what we needed. That is what you need, why you need to honor your mom and dad. I'm sure there's many situations in here. You could probably talk about some of those same situations when you know that your mother did whatever she needed to do to ensure that you had what you needed. Amen. Amen. See, that's why I'm talking about today. We need to honor our mothers. Joseph, his brothers, they were ready to, they were ready to kill him. Right? They did. They tried to. Threw him in a pit, left him, left him for dead. But God took that and turned that, what they were trying to do, into something good because he provided grace and mercy for the brothers, not necessarily for Joseph, because you know what he did with Joseph? He's, Joseph then ended up being in a position 
where he was able to save his family. But if he hadn't had that grace and mercy of God, what would he have done? Let him die. Amen. Amen. So see, I'm going to tell you, saints, it's a wonderful thing to have mothers and fathers. And I'm sure the father's message will be well taken care of. But it's wonderful to have mothers and fathers who follow after Christ. Because if they don't follow after Christ, then they can't really be the example for you. That's right. And I can't tell you to honor Well, no, I could. You still have to honor them, right? See, in the Bible, what is the, the, there is a commandment that God gave us, and it, and it was followed with a promise. And what was that? Honor your mother and your father. That's right. That's right. That was the first commandment with an, a, a promise attached to it. So it doesn't matter. You might have had a, a crack mama. But you're still to honor her. Your mama might might have been bipolar, but you're still to honor her. Look, (laughs) your mama might have beat you every day. I didn't say you had to like her, but you still honor her. (laughs) Your But then most of us probably had mothers that did the right thing, and they took care of us, and they loved us, and they nurtured us, and they hugged us, and they healed us, and they kissed us, and they held. You know, they did all the things that we need from a mother to help us to grow and to develop into the humans and the the mothers and fathers that we are today. Amen. So I want to just leave you with seven ways to honor your mothers. I tell you, it's going to be quick. Seven ways. Here's the first one. Love your mothers unconditionally. Unconditionally. That means that you don't love her because she loved you. You don't love her because she brought you in this world. You don't love her because she fed you. You don't love her because she put a roof over your head. You don't love her because she gave you money. You don't love her because she buys you gifts. You don't love her because she lets you get your way or don't let you get your way, whatever it might be. It's unconditional, just like God loves us. See, your mother shouldn't have to perform to get your love. So that's how we're to love our mothers, unconditionally, with no strings attached. If she does the right thing, wonderful. If she doesn't do the right thing, so bad. So what? But you still love her. Yeah. That is a part of honoring, friends, yeah. loving your mom unconditionally. Yeah. Hug her often and with genuine affection. Not like this. Come here, Caitlin. Y'all, this is my baby. Not like this. Like this. Because I'm going to tell you something, saints. And teenagers, we get to a certain age, and it's almost like we don't want our mom and daddies to touch us. Or it's not cool when you give your mom and daddy a hug, especially boys giving mom a hug. The only hug you want is from a girl. Well, your mama's a girl. Hug her. Tight. But let me explain why. We see what happens in this world every day. 
He, Pastor talked a little bit ago about he was driving home and he went right behind somebody who she had been on her way home from work and it was a stray bullet, killed her. I bet you she had some little ones at home. Matter of fact, I know she did. That would have loved to be able to hug her, their mama right now. Kids, love your mamas. Hug them. Hug them with affection, not, not no fake hug. Because I promise you, you never know when they will no longer be on this earth. That's right. If my mother were here, I, when she was here, we hugged her every day. Yeah. Now, she doesn't live with me, but I'm going to tell you something. It's important. Mothers need nurturing, too. Yes. It's important. And I'm saying that specifically to the younger people because we just get to a point as we're growing that, you know, I mean, now granted, now it's cool. I mean, you know, Caitlin's almost 30 years old, so we can hug and hug good. But, you know, there's a point, especially, like I said, boys, when you just don't think it's cool, so you don't want to do it. But understand something, one day you'll be, you'll be dying for that hug. So take advantage of it while she lives. Give her her flowers while she lives. She can't do anything with the flowers when she's gone. That's right. Understand her sympathetically. Okay, so here we go. (laughs) Women, everybody in here that's a woman is going to understand what I'm saying. All the changes that we go through. Lord Jesus. Hush, John. Physical changes, Mm. mental changes. (laughs) You know, we we, we have children, we gain weight, we we lose weight, right? We have issues sometimes, you know, I've had to go through where we had to have certain things taken out. Sometimes you got to have certain things added on, you know. And that can affect you. So we need you to be sympathetic to those changes. We need you to understand. Now, you can't always necessarily be empathetic, by meaning that you can't necessarily put yourself in our shoes, but you can try to understand that, you know what, there are changes that take place. And so with those changes, a mother needs you to understand. Look. As I get older, I forget stuff. And I repeat stuff. And my mother repeats stuff. And, you know, I have to be sympathetic to the fact that I know she didn't remember that she told me that five times. And Caitlin has to be sympathetic to the fact that I probably told her three. The same thing. And John, yes. But it's not because it's not because we want to keep repeating ourselves. But you know what? Things happen. Things change. And so, you know, I, I say all this because, I mean, my mom tells me some of the stuff, you know, three, four, five times. And I still listen like it's the first time. See, that's what I mean. Be sympathetic. Oh, mom, you told me that already. <laughs> 
know, she's feeling bad, right? She thinks she's losing her mind. I know sometimes I do. So you have to, you know, so we have to be sympathetic with the changes and the things that take place in our lives. Listen attentively. So when, when, when we're talking to you, again, we might, be, we might have said it five times. <laughs> that might be why you're not listening. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, but uh, I mean, it's a possibility. But listen like you heard what she was saying. Respond accordingly, right? Give, give credence to the words that they're saying. Let them understand that you're listening because there's nothing worse, <clears throat> honey, than to, for someone to talk and not be listened to, right? How does it feel when you know you've said something on purpose three times and they still don't hear you? I'm not going to mention any names. It happens in my house, but I won't say no names. How do you feel when you've told your child something and you know they aren't listening? How does it feel? It makes you feel about this big. Sometimes it makes me feel stupid. Did I, did, did I, did I, did I really forget? Did I not say that? Did I not do that? See, that, that, that's, that's how mothers feel. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to turn this into something biblical. How do you think God feels? When he tells you something and you don't obey. And you don't obey because you weren't listening. And he has to tell you over and over and over again. Then when the consequences come, what's the first thing you say? Oh, God. Why are you doing this to me, God? Right? But you know why? Because we didn't listen. When he was trying to tell you, and he had that still, small voice in your ear, trying to tell you, right? So listen to your mothers. Help her cheerfully. Okay, now, the, 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 the word here is cheerfully. <laughs> Helping her is all right. Look, go in there and do those dishes. I hate washing these dirty dishes. I don't want to, right? <laughs> You're breaking stuff, tearing stuff up. That's not cheerfully. Thank you. That's not cheerfully. So when your mother asks you to do something, sometimes there might be a lesson in it. Just like when God asks us to do something, sometimes there's a lesson in it. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's just like when he tells you to give and he says, be a cheerful giver. Yeah. See, if you do it grudgingly, then God ain't, ain't God. It, doesn't, it doesn't please God. You're not doing him a favor. That's right. Right? So it's the same thing with your mother. She asks you to do something. There is a reason, and you need to do it cheerfully. As she gets older and can't do certain things, she needs your help, saints. Again, She's, you know, it's not promised. It's not even promised that you're going to be here before you might go before she goes. 
I mean, that's just how life is today. You know, it used to be that you could kind of, uh, you could kind of bank on the fact that you, your, your mother was here, you grow up, your mother grows up, she gets old because that's the circle of life, right? And she might go and then, yes, you're sad, but you're still living. That's not how it's happening today. We see too many people losing their lives for no reason. And it's not God's will. It's, the, it's, the, it's what's happening in this earth. So you don't know if you're going to have mama. Mama don't know if she's going to have you. That's right, yeah. That's why it's so important to, to, that's why I wanted to bring you this message today because I want somebody to walk out of here today and say, you know what? I need to do better about honoring yeah. my mother. Yeah. Yeah. If, I can't, if I can't get you any, anything else, remember, do better yeah. about honoring Amen. your mother because it is not promised. Yeah. Remember her all the time with gratefulness. You know, we have so much going on in our lives. Um, and our families, a lot of times, are very disjointed. Um, I know, especially, there are some cultures where they're very, very close and they take care of each other. But in a lot of, in, in most of our culture today, we don't really do that for each other. Yeah. Right, so think about your mom if you're going shopping. Mom, you want to go shopping with me? You know, she might say no, but at least ask. You know, think about your mom. <laughs> think about your mom if you're going to go to a family movie. Think about your mom if you're going to dinner. She has to eat too. She would probably enjoy your company. I wish my mother was here. We ran her raggedy. Mommy, you want to go here? Sometimes she finds said, no, I, I got to sit down. <laughs> but most of the time, she was excited to be included. You know, we have such busy lives. There's so much going on. Women have to make so many fast and quick decisions, right? So you just have to remember her with gratefulness, with all the changes and everything she has to go through. I'm going to tell you, I was listening to Pastor Franklin, and he told a story about the, uh, just a pastor and I don't know how long ago this took place, uh, but she at the time had two small little girls. And her husband and her co-pastored a church in Tennessee. So let, let me give you a little backdrop. So in Tennessee, when they went to church, they dressed the little girls like little pageant girls, right? They had their little foo-foo dresses on and the bows and the cute little lacy socks and all of that, right? Well, this particular Sunday was her Sunday to minister, and she had to get her little girls dressed and her husband was gone. So she gets them all dressed foo-foo, all, you know, cutesy and everything. And she's rushing, trying to get to church on time. And these two little girls, one I think he said was about two and a half, maybe three, and the other one might have been a year and a half or so older. So you figure somewhere in the ages of two and a half, three, four, five, something like that. So she gets them dressed, and now she's worried about them not spilling something on themselves while she's trying to get dressed. So you know how it is, mothers, right? You're trying to get dressed. You don't want your little kids to get dirty. You know, you're trying your best to keep them from soiling all the cute little outfits you put on them. So she makes it. She gets them dressed. And her youngest one, he explained, was very rambunctious. She's the kind that you might look up and she'll be turning cartwheels down the aisle or something, right? So they get to church. And her youngest one says, Mommy, you forgot to put my panties on. That's what I said. 
So when I tell you about mothers and all we got to deal with, right, she looked at her oldest one and she said, take your panties off and give them to your sister. <laughs> and the oldest one said, huh? <laughs> now, would a man have thought that fast? No. No way. No. no way. Because, and, and, and what, I'm, what I'm trying to get here is this, you know, you got to think about how mothers respond and how we have to change and be quick and, and, and you know, how, how we manage life, right? So she did that because, like I said, the youngest one, no telling what she would have been doing in church. And you would have seen all her little hoo-ha all out in the, in the, in the, in the right? But the oldest one, he said, sat in church like a mannequin the whole time. That's the stillest she'd ever sat in church. Because poor little thing didn't have no panties on. You know, so I said all that. It was a cute little story to say that mothers have to respond on a dime. And when I told John this, he said, I'd have never thought of that. No, no you'd be trying to run how you can get to Keg Kroger's or Kmart or someplace to go buy some, some underwear. But she didn't have time to go back home. You see, mothers are special. God gave us a special sense. We got superpowers. Amen. I only had one, so I didn't have to worry about that. And she couldn't wear my panties. At least not then. Show mama that she's needed. You know, we always talk about when you get into a, a, a tight bind, who do you call? I know who I call, Mama. When I need a, a helping ear, someone that just kind of talked me off a ledge, who do you call? Or who you want to call, let me put it that way. You know, when, when you got a boo-boo, who do you call? Mama. When you need to talk through a tough day, who do you call? Mama. See, she feels needed when you call mama. You know what else she feels needed? See, when your mama prays for you, when you call her and say, Mama, I need you to pray, do you know what that does yeah. for a praying mama? Mama, I need you to pray. I've had situations in my life and I've called my mama and said, Mama, please, I need you to pray. That helps your mother feel special and needed and honored when she can get on her knees and go to God for you and then see the manifestation of her prayers. Mm -hmm. Amen. I have a story that I want to tell you, and it's about a man named Peter Ritchie. Now, guys, I'm going to tell you something. This man either had the worst luck in the world or he had the best luck in the world, and I'm going to let you decide. This happened in 1829, and he, in, he, he was on a ship to Australia from England. And the ship was on sea for about, it was about four days away from Australia, from the port, when a massive storm came up. And this massive storm struck the ship and it sank, and everybody that was on the ship ended up in the water. Well, thank God, 
All 22 people on the ship survived, including Peter Ritchie. And a second ship came along three days later, rescued them from the sea. Guess what? Five days later, that ship sank. Now, I'm going to tell you, you either got to have the best luck or the worst luck. You'll see. Everybody from that ship was saved because a few days later, a third ship came and rescued them. Three hours later, after that ship rescued them, guess what? It caught on fire and it sank. Now, we're talking three ships, right? Five days later, another ship came by, picked them up, saved them. So how many ships are we at now? Four. Right. Guess what? That ship sank. <laughs> now, y'all think I'm kidding. This is a real story. This is a historical story. This is a historical story. I'm not lying. So they get on that ship. That's the fourth ship, right? That ship sinks. He's, yeah, I say he's either got the worst of luck or the best of luck. That was the, fourth, that was the fifth ship, right? So the fifth ship sank. Y'all got me, right? One, two, three, four, five. They get picked up by another ship. And this ship was actually had the name, the City of Leeds. So if you look this up, there is truly, it was a ship back in the 1800s called the City of Leeds. They get everybody on the ship. They saved them. And as they're on this ship, thank God that one didn't sink. It was a sick ship. But the captain came to him and everybody that had been saved, and they said, look, we have a lady on this ship that's dying. And we've all fallen just so in love with her, but she knows all of us. And as she's in and out of her lucidness, she's always saying, God, please let me see my son one more time before I die. So he goes out to the people, to the passengers that they have saved because those passengers haven't been on the ship for the whole time. So she doesn't know them. And he says, look, I need somebody that would be willing to imitate or stand in proctor for her son because all she wants is to see him one more time. She's dying. She's about blind, so she's not really going to know you. She knows all of us. And so if someone would please stand in for her son, it would just really help this lady fulfill her last dying wish. So Peter Ritchie said, well, I'll do it. He stood up. He says, I'll do it. And so the captain says, okay, I just want to prepare you. She's very frail. She's very weak. You know, she can barely see. But I want you to know, if you just go in there, please, and just, just you don't even have to say anything. Just go in there and, and, and let her know that you're there and that you're her son. And, you know, it'll make her feel so much better. So he goes down to the cabin. He opens the door. And he stands there. And he can hear, before he sees her, praying. God, please let me see my son one more time. Please, God, let me see my son one more time. So he goes in, and he stands there, and he begins to weep. The lady's name was Sarah Ritchie, his mother. God brought tears to my eyes because she hadn't seen him in almost 15 years. And she took her last days of life to get on a ship to go to Sydney, Australia, because she wanted to see her son one last time. You hear what I'm saying about 
the prayers God answers of a praying mother. God answers the praying mother's prayers. See, so we need to honor our mothers because they're praying for us. You see what he did in her last days? He gave her the wishes and the desires of her heart. Because she understood about prayer and she understood about praying for her son. And so needless to say, she had an opportunity to see her son one last time. What if that were you? What if that were your mother? What if he hadn't been obedient to whatever it was he heard in his spirit? He wouldn't have seen his mother, and she wouldn't have noticed her son. Saints, I just want to tell you, make it a habit to show your mother's great grace and mercy and honor them this Mother's Day, but not just this Mother's Day, every day. Tell you it'd be short. But I hope that it touched somebody's heart. And I hope that you will remember your mothers all the time with love and affection. Honor them. Show them unconditional love. Show them sympathy. Listen attentively. Be grateful. Show them gratefulness. Amen. I don't have a, I'm not going to make an altar call today, but I did want to make sure that everyone here take some special time with your moms today if your mom is living. And if your mom's not living and you have someone that stands in proxy for your mom, then love her. Because see, everybody has had a mother. I have a lot of kids today. And I love you all very much. Everyone that calls me mom, I love you. And I thank you for the gifts. I thank you for your prayers. I just thank you for just accepting me for who I am, Jatana. <laughs> but most of all, I ask that you go out today and do something special with your moms. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message encouraged you. If you would like to learn more about C3 Church, please visit us in person in Indian Trail, North Carolina at 5805 West Highway 74, Indian Trail, North Carolina, 28079, or on the web, c3churchnc.org, or on facebook.com forward slash c3indiantrailnc.org.